Uh, welcome to Thriving Bakhti, Badra Sain here. Um, yeah, this is all about helping devotees build and get those pillars, those ingredients together that can enable them to accelerate and um, become successful in their journey towards pure devotion. And acknowledging common sense, bringing common sense platform into that equation. And today we're going to be talking about um, the desire. We have the desire, obviously. We have a desire. We certainly, if we're a serious devotee, we're cultivating desire to obtain pure devotional service. And we need certain ingredients um, and understanding. Um, of what that's going to be required. So, you know, it's kind of like a wish, a desire is like a wish. I want to, so let's, that what we do in Thriving Back to you, let's bring it down to an, to examples and grounding that we can kind of grasp um, on a human level as examples to help us get things right, live right, think right. So we have a wish and we want to become advanced in devotional service. Um, that's taken, that's a, that's a, you know, already a known um and there's an ascent we aspire to ascend that mountain so to speak that to reach that peak and if we look in life today a lot of people are wishing i wish i was this i wish i was that uh, we grow up wanting things but we don't know <laughs> we don't necessarily have the mindset or skill set to actually obtain those wish those wishes to make them a reality so to make a desire reality requires some pillars uh, these pillars uh, one of the pillars in my program is around mindset because we have to break it down so let's give an example of the of kind of an example of the mindset that we kind of need um first of all mindset means okay we can look upline so to speak we look up at our advanced devotees our spiritual masters those who are advancing in bhakti and we want to obviously become Krishna conscious like them. And, but our thinking can be, well, you know, they're there. How am I ever going to do that? It seems so far away. And we're going to have a very interesting um, carrying a mindset in, a fixed mindset from our pre-Christian consciousness, which is generally most people have fixed mindsets, generally speaking. That, you know, well, I am just, who am I? I am me. I'm fixed. I am how I am. How will I ever become like that? Um, without the shift, which we're going to talk about now, because we we shift that perspective to, well, if I can just do what they do or what they did, <laughs> then I can obtain it. It is actually possible, but I have to do what they did. Uh, an example would be, I was hearing um, just a side, side reads that I do on leadership and stuff of a very famous leader in the uh, leadership writer, author, trainer. And he was approached after, I mean, 40 years in the game. He's up there, one of the greatest leadership sort of developers in the world and organizations he has. And someone came up to him afterwards and said, I want to I want to be like you. I, I, I want to be successful like you. I want to be an influencer, um, a thought um, changer. And he said, um, what do I have to do? He said, well, are you prepared to do what I did? <laughs> you know, you've got that whole... Uh, you got that whole, I want, but then obviously in that moment, that person realizes, well, the reason that speaker is so famous and, and, and got to where he is, it wasn't an overnight success, right? So, 
So when we come into the arena of our ISKCON world, our Hare Krishna world, we see persons at different levels of success and we meet them when they're already there. And we can often, and when we meet very advanced devotees or devotees who are very advanced, we can often feel, well, is it actually going to be possible? But we just have to look at their, their history and what they did. And you'll find out that all of them have been following a path that's been mapped out, a formula, a process that if they follow, they get the results and they've done it. So we have to be mindful that if we're stuck or we're struggling or we're feeling uh, that it's not possible, we have to stop those excuses and thinking because that's what's holding us back. They're excuses which create feelings of hopelessness, um, feelings that it's not possible um, sometime in the future. If you have those kind of thoughts that's resonating with you, then you're what I call the overwhelmed and struggling uh, bhakta or, or devotee. That means you're struggling not because of what you're doing, but because how you're thinking. And you have to start realizing, actually, what is it I need to do differently, starting with why am I thinking this way? Okay. It's an ascent. So we have to realize all I have to do is start with small steps, following the path chalked out. I just stick to the path day after day after day. If I follow the footsteps of those who've already got there, literally put your, you know, the mountains, maybe muddy and stuff. You actually can just walk literally in the same path and do what they did. You've got to go through the twists and turns, the up downs, the, the, the weather changes, everything. So this is really key um, that that's all we have to do. Because why do we get into overwhelm? Because to change seems like a huge shift. The problem's really big. Therefore, I have to do something really big to change. No, you have to do small things to change. You just start moving towards the right way one little bit at a time. And that's why we break down with the second pillar in the program of Thiving Bhakti. We actually learn the science perspective of actually how to break down goals, make those wishes into activated daily habits that will make those wishes come true. You know, we, sitting around thinking, well, I've just got to wish and pray. <laughs> that's just in of itself is going to create change. Well, potentially Krishna can do anything, but he's looking to see, well, if you're going to, if you make a plan, if I see you making a plan and trying to activate that change, I take you seriously. I can see that you really mean it. Okay. And so what we've got to get our head around, if we want to do more in Bhakti in one sense, we want to, we want to change, we want to transform into, uh, um, transform our sadhana, transform our habits, um, get to where we want in our spiritual life with all the complexities of dealing with the material world, family, finances, um, health issues, all those kinds of usual curveballs that were inevitable to come into your life, then you have to understand that your wish has to be backed up by a mindset and a skill set. We have to we have to understand we are a habit um, in a habit program. <laughs> We have to understand how to see first, think about habits um, and illuminate the fact that we are developing habits. 
And habits are the key to any success in any arena. It's about what are the habits that you're doing because habits are repeated actions. Actions you're doing become habits. Habits shape your character and your character shapes your destiny, right? But it begins with your thinking. So, of course, every day we are actually into thinking. We always have to become into the thinking mode. And thinking is on two levels. There's automated um, thinking. That means just habitual, um, drifting thinking. You're just you're just thinking the way you've always thought. You don't have to try hard or even be aware that you're thinking the way that you've always thought. That is one level of thinking. Second level of thinking is to become conscious of your thinking and starting to realize I I, ha- I can change that thinking. Bhakti is all about in every moment, in every situation, you stop and think about how you're thinking about it and decide to create it and think about it in a Krishna conscious way. This is what it means to be Krishna conscious. Let's get down to nuts and bolts. This is the key of diving back to you. Let's just see this in real simple terms. Okay, I'm just about to interact with the devotee. Rather than just talking to that devotee and not really realizing how I talked or how I'm talking or whether I'm being interpreted, interpreted properly or whether I'm talking in the right way that would bring out the best enthusiasm and, and motivate that person or whatever it is or to increase the quality and quantity of the service i just kind of have an interaction or you can be and you can switch to oh when i engage in this conversation or this interaction i can think about what is the best way i can communicate with this person to create the best result for quality and quantity increase in service All right i just had a conversation today with a young devotee who's uh, living with me at the contemporary ashram here and um he has a certain nature, um, and this is really key as well. You know, as neophytes, we have a conditioned nature, and we and I, I I can tell you right now, full admittance. When I was first moved to New Zealand and everything, I wasn't aware that I had a very strong cleric. Well, that means a strong, bold personality type, goal orientated, um, very motivated, very active, very doing kind of. Um, I wasn't such a people person. I had all good intentions, but it wasn't until leaning into mentorship, having things pointed out to me, helping, having the mentors and mastermind or devotees in my life to tell me, how is it that I actually come across? Why is it I'm upsetting people? If you're in, if you're in devotional service right now, you're practicing Bhakti and you're not regularly getting feedback on how you are seen and how you come across, you will always be unconscious of how you actually are. This is what mentorship means. It means getting feedback of because our perception of how we are and think we are, even though we have good intentions, we can be doing things that's actually detrimental or not really helping our devotional life. And we just don't know. It's true. 99% of devotees have good intentions. So I was like that. And this devotee I was helping, I realized he's going through the same stage that I went through. Right? He's a choleric. He's he's very, very dynamic, can do a lot of services, very fast, very passionate, but very, very able, competent. And he was, I uh, had a chat with him and he was actually getting um, resentful and, and, and upset because he felt like he was being used, right? Exploited. But actually he's not. <laughs> but because he wasn't aware, because basically he does a lot, a lot of service. 
a lot of service. And then what happens is he looks around and says, well, I'm doing more than others. This is not fair. And for this choleric nature, the sense of uh, betrayal or um, distrust um, really, really affects them. If they're being, I'm being used, I'm being exploited in some way. And it just causes a lot of emotional issues. So I made him aware. I said, actually, did you know you, that you project to everyone that you want to be left alone and that you can do everything and you want to do everything? He said, no. I said, yeah. So in, you, you want, you're upset because you're just feeling like everyone's just trying to get you to do everything and you're doing more than everyone else. But you're actually communicating to us that you're fine and you're fine with it and you like doing it all. He said, I didn't know. So I've given him a book called Personality Plus to read so he can get to know his material nature, his personality type and how it's working. So he can become conscious of how his mind, his personality works so he can then make it favorable for his devotional service. Right. So this is key. This is becoming conscious. This is a um, learning to have the mindset and, tr and upskilling a mindset skill of becoming conscious of how we are. This is really important because we want to be how to have the choice in all situations to override our material conditioning and habits, right? So we can pause, so we can make a choice that it that when we act, we are doing what's best for our for Krishna's pleasure for our devotional life. And I've seen devotees. I mean, I still have. But I've, you know, I, I def, you know, I've definitely changed a lot. And that's what marriage is about. This is what ashrams are about. It's what brahmacharya ashram is. It's about personal transformation and becoming conscious, then Krishna conscious. Become a gentleman. A devotee is a gentleman first. So I was definitely not a gentleman, still in the process of becoming one. But I have definitely started to become aware of things. So the practice of bhakti is about becoming aware. And so that's a mindset skill. You know, a mindset is there. We have to understand we're in, we're in this to develop positive habits. And habits um, are there. Mindset is there. And also a skill set of habits. We have to master a skill set. We have to know how to develop good habits habits nectar of instruction is all about good habits things we do things we shouldn't do um, to do with our speech to do with our actions and our words this is a habit changing situation so we have to develop these things and following in these in the teachings but understand um we're following in the footsteps of those who've done that so we have the mentorship so today is about illuminating um and getting us an understanding that if we're stuck, if we're struggling, if things aren't happening, it's not uh, it's not an inherent fault of your own. It's not that it's impossible to break out. It's not even if you're overwhelmed, not managing things. It's that you have to develop a mindset and a new skill set, which means there's no excuse for any devotee to not change and transform. Right. The mindset is to help you become conscious and aware and have the, the intelligence and the um, emotional resilience to be able to become humble so you can um, and, and have a growth mindset, a growth, you know, a change mindset that, it, that I'm willing to change and learn 
If you don't have that mindset, then you won't develop a new skill set of habits. You'll stay where you are because your thinking is stinking. Your thinking's the same. It's keeping you where you are. Then the skill set will not develop a new skill set because your thinking leads to your actions. Your actions lead to habits. Habits lead to character. So this is li- this is liberating. It's just understanding from a common sense perspective in common sense language what bhakti is and how there's there's always an opportunity to transform and change if we are understanding that bhakti is a transformational mindset <laughs> a willingness to change a willingness to understand we can grow and develop ourselves and seeing those up ahead those who are further up the line we shouldn't try to imitate them because that you can't just become a you know a high class businessman an athlete o- overnight but if you follow the same regimen the same habits um the result is guaranteed that's how it becomes automatic i keep talking about this so these pillars i talk about in the thriving bhakti program there are three pillars that are essential ingredients that have to elements that have to work together to get this result yeah you can set goals you can one pillar is the goal set you can set goals but if but if you don't have the mindset then the goals won't happen they won't last you'll get some short-term gain then you'll be back to old habits because your thinking hasn't changed and then if you set goals um and you don't have accountability and you don't understand how to break that down into daily habits and and have the formula for making sure the little things you do every day happen, then your goals won't happen either. So these three elements are unique to the Thriving Bhakti program because the Thriving Bhakti program gives you the three pillars of essential ingredients for uh, getting you to think right, to to allow so for your wishes and desires that you have to achieve in bhakti to be successful in bhakti the you need one you need to know how to think to think right you need to have that mindset then you need the skill set which is how to make things happen and then you have to know how to set goals and understand people talk about goals they talk about but believe me there's a lot of depth to these things so this is um, getting you to think today about the pillar, the pillar, which I call the mindset shift that will, the bhakti, the, um, the, in bhakti, we, we need to have that mindset shift and we need a skill set and we need to understand um, how to make things actually happen. Otherwise, it, everything just remains a wish. How many of you sat around? Oh, I wish I had better sad. No, I wish I could be like that devotee. I wish I could make advancement. I wish right now with hand on heart how many times have you said that oh i wish i could do more i wish i wasn't i wish this well <laughs> wishing it will remain a wish but that but it doesn't have to remain that way a wish turns into reality if you know how and what ingredients are needed to turn a dream into a reality and that's driving back to you. a vision and a dream for every devotee so you can thrive and get excited about your bhakti lifestyle. Hare Krishna.